Hi, this is Right in Tin. I'm Karen Alea. Thanks for listening. I've loved hearing from some of you in the Facebook group and through the website Right in Tin. I hope you will subscribe if you're enjoying this, and I'd love it if you shared it with other writers. Tucked it in in a comment and a Facebook group on writing, all that would really help keep the podcast going. What we're discussing today is something I'm very familiar with. That's negativity and rejection, real and perceived, because I have a lovely habit of anticipating rejection and negativity that has not even existed on the earth yet. So join the club if you're like me, and let's see what we can do about this. You know, we signed up for this writing life because we love books. I don't know if you grew up like me, where books just took you away, and any self-confidence you didn't have in the real world, you didn't have to think about that. You could escape and find an adventure inside the covers of a book. I don't know a lot of writers who aren't naturally sensitive. Maybe that's from growing up with books, or maybe that's just... How we came out of the womb, who is to know? Well, scientists. But as for me, I don't know. Remember, a writer who's received a rejection in one form or another is a writer who's let at least one person see or hear about their work. I'm in a lot of Facebook writing groups, and I can say daily I hear or see someone who is feeling down about their work. Uh, Others might be feeling despondent, even depressed, and many want to quit multiple times. Well, I've experienced all of those. If you haven't, you have something to look forward to because it just goes with what we've decided and what we've picked to do with our lives. Today, I want to give you three steps to help you snap out of it. Three ways of thinking or actionable steps to help you when negativity comes knocking. Keep this episode tucked somewhere close and just replay it whenever you need to know that we all feel this way, no matter how successful or just beginning out. So let's listen to our special guest this week, author Meg Mitchell-Moore. You've probably seen her books probably everywhere. Meg has six books out, all by major publishers, and you might have read or heard some of the titles, The Captain's Daughter, The Admissions, The Islanders, So Far Away, The Arrivals, and Two Truths and a Lie, and we'll hear that she's working on another book. Her books have been featured in People Magazine, Red Book, even on The View. So what in the world could this successful author have to say about negativity with all the success she's had? Let's listen. Hi, this is Meg Mittelmore, and I'm here to talk to you about criticism. We're told all the time in writing and in life to silence our inner critics. But what about the outer critics? 
Those guys are everywhere. When my first book came out in 2011, I read every review or mention I could find, and I learned something about myself. Anything negative stuck to me like a lice egg to a hair shaft, while all of the lovely things that lovely people wrote flew out of my mind as soon as I'd read them. I could probably recite the negative library journal review of my first novel by heart if you asked me to, but I don't remember much about the very positive Publishers Weekly review except that it exists. The end result to my constant Googling and reading was that I spent about two months that year with a pit in my stomach, worrying over this comment or that, and probably missing out on some of the excitement of being a first-time, mostly well-reviewed novelist. What I learned by the time my second novel came out is that I just can't make negative reactions to my work not hurt. They will always hurt, just as they probably hurt all of you. What I can do is not go looking for them. I've learned that for the most part, the good things find you and the bad things require a little more digging. Not always, but for the most part. So I stopped digging. I don't have a Google alert on my name. I never read my Amazon reviews, even when my husband, who reads all of them, tells me they're good and you should just read this one. This person really loved it. I think Goodreads provides a wonderful service to readers, but some of the negativity on there doesn't do much for me, so I don't look. Not everyone is the same. Some people truly do want to know everything that is said about their work by anybody who has said it. But I have learned that for me, ignorance is bliss. If I find myself veering into dangerous territory, I think back to when I was unpublished and would have given anything to have an agent. Never mind a published book. Never mind six of them with the seventh almost done. I try to channel that newer writer, that naive younger me, and I think what she would tell the current me. She would say, I can't believe you're worrying about this. Look how far you've come. Now turn off your phone and get back to work. She'd be right. I can't control the internet. I can't control what my mom reads about my books or what my neighbors might come across or even what my kids can find if they care to look. I have chosen a profession that has a very public component to it. And if I'm going to complain too much about that, I should probably find a different profession. I know there is no one book for every person. Some people are going to love my work and some people are going to hate it. That goes for all of you, whether you are seasoned or just starting out, published or trying to get there. My advice to you is the same as it is to me. Silence your inner critic and then silence your outer critic and then get back to work. Thank you so much, Meg. And you can find Meg at her website, MegMitchellMoore.com. I'll put links to her and her books on the website at Write in 10. So obviously, negativity comes for all of us. So what can we do to combat it? Or at least make sure it doesn't interfere with our own writing. The number one tip, get a job. Okay, so maybe you already have a job. And even if you're a parent who stays home or a student or you volunteer, that is a job. Think back, like Meg said, to when you first started at the job you had. And Lord knows... When I had my first child, that was, uh, yeah, I thought nurses would come take her back away from me because I was clueless and scared. But even first days on jobs that you clock in at, remember back to how you didn't feel prepared. You didn't know what a lot of people were talking about. The lingo was different. Now it's probably routine to you. And yes, maybe you even dread those late Sunday nights 
because you know Monday morning is coming and you've got to get back to work. Writing is a job. The drafting, the rewriting, the editing. Then there's the business side of publication and marketing, not to mention social media these days. So seeing writing as a job helps break away lots of the things that come into your mind about, well, I'm just going to quit, or I'm going to throw in the towel because today I just can't deal with comparing myself to other writers who are having more success than I am. Get back to your job. Get an index card and clock in every day, writing down your time, clock out, you will know more about your job even by the end of your working day. The second tip, get out of groups and friendships that are making you feel like crap. So that's just a generality. Let's just throw that out there. But if you're serious about your craft, some hard decisions have to be made. And this can be done in tiers. As in, you're going to have different levels of distancing yourself from different categories of people or groups. Because, unfortunately, you can't ditch your family. But you can stop sharing your work with them. People always ask, how come their friends and family are their harshest critics? I think it's because no matter what you write, they will read it in your voice. And that makes it very hard for them to leap into any kind of literary fantasy with your work. Writing is different than other jobs. We never listen to someone who works in the produce section at the grocery store tell us about their day and we respond, well, you know, there's a lot of competition out there in the cucumber stacking arena. And the third one is the most important. Whether you're hearing rave reviews about you or some really negative ones, serve your work. Serve the characters you're writing about. Make them the focus of what you're doing. Make them as clear. Make their motivations as fascinating. Serve the readers. Make sure that you're focusing your time and energy on pulling them through your book by serving up tension or foreshadowing. And again, see your work as a job. Maybe you want to see it as something sacred, but be a server of it rather than you using it to serve you. Because when you use your writing to serve you, it means You're wanting it to provide positive reactions in other people so that they can build up your ego. I would love that to be the case, but once you start doing that, sooner or later, you will hit negativity, and that's when you'll want to quit. But if you focus on serving the work, the characters, and the readers— You're always going to have that mission, no matter what the feedback is. And speaking of feedback, who wants to get out there and see if an agent wants to read their work or wants to be ignored by some? I do. 
This is about the September 8th Pit Mad Twitter event. I've spoken about it before. You can go to writeintend.com and type in the search bar pit, as in cherry pit, mad, all one word, and you'll learn a bit about what it is. But I'm going to be doing some pitching workshops free online on August 19th, that's a Wednesday, August 26th, again, Wednesday, and September 2nd, it's a Wednesday, and anyone can show up. We're going to be working on one to two sentence pitches about our books, and then also a full query letter. Even if you're not done with your book or you're wanting to self-publish, these are the things that you would use in your marketing, your back cover, but it is the format that agents want to see. So that's what we'll be doing in August to prepare for that September 8th event. And I will tell you all about the event. I'll tell you how to do it. Don't be scared. Twitter, don't worry about it. I'll help you. To get more details, make sure you go to writeintend.com. When it pops up to sign up for your free game plan or newsletter, just go ahead, put your email in there, and I will send you all the information. I'm also going to have some helpful handouts for those people on the newsletter so that they can always have it when they're ready to work more on their query letter by themselves. Thanks so much for listening. I'd love to hear feedback. You can write me at karen at writeintend.com or find me anywhere. Social media, I'm pretty much all over it. Have a great week. Hope you stay well. Bye-bye.